Hey, hey, what's happening, buddy? Hey, Travis, how's it going, man? Not too bad. How about yourself? Good, good. Can you hear me all right? Uh, yeah, I can hear you just fine. All right, perfect. So how's the day going for you so far? It's going really well. Enjoying the day. I'm here in Southern California, located in Newport Beach, and it's been rainy last week, and, and it's finally getting some really good weather today. That's good. Sounds beautiful. Where are you located? Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Oh, nice. I lived up there for a little bit. Oh, you did? Yeah, I lived in, well, I went and drove from San Diego. I traveled up to Brookings, did a little crab fishing, and then drove up to Portland. I lived downtown, and then I moved up to St. Helens for a oh, few weeks. Oh, crazy. Yeah, and then continued on with my journey. Awesome, awesome. <clears throat> so I watched your story, your video story. Oh, nice. Uh, wasn't prepared for such an emotional story, Absolutely. but I appreciate you, I appreciate you sharing it with me. Um, I, I appreciate you taking ago, the time to watch it. Yeah. How long ago did your father pass? So it was actually two days ago. It's been 11 years on the 22nd, two days ago, three days ago. So how old were you when he passed? I was 14 years old. I'm 25 now. Okay. That's tough, man. That's tough being so young. Um, was your was your mother not in the picture? Was it just she, you and your dad? So I, my parents were split. I grew up with my mom and she developed cancer. So she had to give me to my dad. She gave my brother to his dad and she went up to Portland, Maine or Bangor, Maine, to get treatment for cancer. So I didn't and see her for, it was, a, it was a few years, and then my grandparents adopted me. And so are you still in contact with your mom today? Yeah, so actually, fast forward, I graduated high school, and I went to Hallmark Institute of Photography. Right before that, I got in contact with her again. This was right when I graduated high school, I went to college and she actually moved to the town that I went to college in. So it was perfect. We rebuilt her amazing relationship, you know, and then right out of college, I started building rock climbing walls all, all across the country because I needed to pay my loans, you know, and um, saved up a bunch of money. I was like, I need to go travel. I, I had a passion that was really burning and I, I, my eyes were open to the opportunity of traveling and seeing how easy it was. You know, even though no company was paying my bills, I was like, I could do this on my own, you know? So I hit up my mom and I was like, yo, I, this is what I want to do. You know, you should come with me. And she never traveled before in her life, you know? She didn't have much due to cancer. So she moved down to Turner's Falls, Massachusetts. And she just lived in an apartment. We were, we were built that relationship up again and she agreed to travel with me you know so is she traveling with you now or is she living yeah, with you actually, now? yeah actually she's here in southern california with me now so i flew to salt lake city in 2014 that was a place that i did a lot of research in it seemed to have a good economy and i wanted los angeles but i knew i couldn't jump right into it with no experience and i wanted to build relationships and connections along the way before i got to los angeles so I went to Salt Lake City, built a built a relationship with a very good photographer out there by the name of Mark Reynolds, 
and he gave me access to his studio, taught me a lot of different things, and I put the knowledge that I learned from film school into my passion. And you know, my mom did her thing. I, I really built, and she was always a huge supporter, biggest supporter of mine. You know, and. She wasn't really a city person. She really liked the woods, so I did research in Portland, Oregon, and I was like, "Go up there. That's going to be the best place for you." So she went out there. I ended up going down to Vegas and did a lot. I, I picked up a gig. I, I always shot photography, and I picked up a gig shooting shooting video for a Supercross rider by the name of Benny Williams in a. Yeah, I see. I met them one night, and they were like, "Do you shoot video?" I never shot video in my life, and and I said yes, and and that was really the start to my video career. So, so what is it exactly you do now? Are you just a content creator? Do you do video media? Yeah, so so I own Co Studios, and it's mm-hmm. a nationwide production company. So I my vision is have studios all across the United States. I have one in my hometown, Massachusetts. One in Salt Lake City and one here, and eventually I want to fill them with photographers and videographers that create content for companies. So, are you looking to franchise it? Yeah, eventually. Uh, you know, I have a lot of different goals, and I realize I'm still young, and I'm building, and I'm pursuing, and and I'm build- gaining the experience and knowledge along the way. So, yeah, I would love to franchise it. I'd love to have my main vision for it someday is. To have a hundred uh, or a, a hundred people across the United States that I'm paying forty percent to shoot my work, and I collect sixty percent. Very. And if cool. I can get a hundred, I could get a thousand. I could get ten thousand people. You know, that's what I what I feel. If I build, I've I've built a portfolio that has Snoop Dogg, Blake Shelton. I've shot small things for National Geographic, and and I've, I've built this portfolio and brand to be big you know and I've wanted to build a portfolio that people are able to shoot under me that just get out of college and and want to chase their passions also that's awesome so your newest well I don't know if it is your newest project but uh, behind the grams is that your podcast show or is yeah, this so it's, a, it's, it's a show it, it started out as a YouTube series I'm a videographer and I plan on taking the audios off of every episode and putting them into a podcast format also. But this show in the beginning was was selfishly a marketing plan, you know? So I got here to LA and I'm like, I'm a small fish in a big pond, you know? And I needed to figure out a way to set myself apart along with build relationships with people without having to sell them on a product or a service. So I created a show that enables me to do what I love and capture storytelling and also build relationships and brand my business, Coast to Coast Studios, on a platform that is telling stories of others and capturing inspirations, motivations, and getting the backstory behind the grams. Because I see, if if I look at your Instagram, you have 200,000 followers. I see your last nine posts, but I don't see the years of hard work that has gone behind that last nine posts. And that's what I really wanted to capture was the stories behind the grants. I really like that. Uh, I like that perspective and outlook. Uh, 
So what is what is your your overall vision for behind the brand? Just so to keep doing shows and interviewing people that you find inspirational. Yeah, absolutely. Or, but this has, like I said, it started out as a marketing plan for me, and I didn't see it. I I was shooting music videos a year ago, and I was like, how can I reach all these local artists, and how can I have them share my work? without having to get them to pay me to shoot a music video for them. So I created a show and then I started branching off and I was like, I did 40 up or, or, or 28 episodes of artists and local entrepreneurs and everything. And I was like, I could really start reaching out to bigger influencers and, and eventually celebrities because I seen as soon as I started, um, as soon as I would film an episode of an artist, I would then, after the cameras turn off, I'd market my business. I'd say, I'm a videographer also. So if you ever need any work done, let me know. And I would start booking shoots off that. Got it. And I was like, wow, this is a great marketing technique for me. And really what, I, what I'd want to do, not just to make money, but build relationships. Like I did David Meltzer and I was like, after the cameras turn off, I say, how can I be of value to you? And and I know that he needed new headshots, so I shot his headshots for free, you know? And I really just want to build these personal relationships with people otherwise I shouldn't be affiliated with, you know? In all reality, I'm a 25-year-old hustler. It's hard to build relationships with multi-millionaires and CEOs. And this is a great way and a foundation where I could actually give back, provide value, and build these relationships for myself. I can tell you right now, you're doing it the right way. Well, thank you very much. I, I made it my goal in 2019 to every day email blue check marks, influencers and celebrities, 20 to 50 emails a day, inviting them on my show. And I've had the privilege to, in the past few weeks, do David Meltzer, Patrick, but David, the Skinny Confidential, she has an amazing podcast. Sam Bakhtiar, I, I, I made a, a point that everybody needs to ask for what they want and he has 11 supercars or I asked, I asked him, can I drive one of your supercars? And we did half the interview driving his Rolls Royce. He let me drive it. So, so there's a lot of these, this is building. And, and I think that we're really providing a lot of value through this show. Oh, absolutely. I'm actually getting Patrick on uh, next month. So that's funny. Nice. He's a good yeah, dude. He's, he's absolutely a good dude. He's very, he's intimidating. You know, he's, he knows his stuff and it's hard i found it i don't want to ask questions that everybody else asks you know and that's, that's very hard when you go to interview a guy like patrick because he's yeah. been interviewed he interviews people that we wish we could get on the show you know and it's it's amazing he's definitely a very very personable guy he is you also have to understand that every audience is different so like your audience may not know who he is absolutely you know hypothetically speaking and so you know, if you're going to bring him, his personal brand, his company brand awareness, you know, so that, that that's one thing that I took from interviewing, <clears throat> you know, people of influence, people that I find to be very successful in their own, <clears throat> in their own industry and what they do for a living and, you know, even their uh, personal life, because I think success is determined not so much by financials, but really overall well-being, you know, are, are they, is there if they have a family or they a father wife husband <clears throat> you know mother what have you you know how they how they treat other people you know um, it's very hard to 
to be fully transparent, you know, on the digital spectrum of things. Um, and, you know, but at the same time, it's, it's very easy to be, um, to, to be misleading. Um, and, and that's kind of that gray area within social media or the confines of social media is, you know, you get a lot of people that are pretending to be somebody that they're not. Yeah, absolutely. Until you make it that type of scenario. But I think it's getting more and more um, transparent nowadays where it's almost difficult for you to be a pretender because you can search, because you can find information, because you know somebody that knows somebody who actually knows the person. And so, you know, interviewing people like, like, like Patrick, I mean, that dude came from nothing. He's a great hustler. The story is so, so moving. Absolutely. Uh, Coming from know, Iran in the, in the middle of the Iranian revolution, you know, and right. it's, it's amazing. Right. And uh, I was, you know, his dad was working nonstop at the 99 cent store and barely making ends meet. This dude just, I mean, it, it, that's what's crazy to me is the sheer will of, of the human psyche, the capability that a human being has right within their that they don't even know what they're capable of yeah absolutely. capable of because they have been programmed at a, at an early age whether it be their environment their upbringing the, the society that they were that, that were, uh, they were associated with that all has an impact on your belief system that also has an, an impact on um on, on the subconscious mind the programming that has been instilled in you um, and it's hard to fight that. It's hard to go against that. That's why when you talk to people that came from nothing, the very few that came from nothing and were, to, were able to make millions and billions, sometimes billions of dollars. Um, Absolutely. And not even just money, but they've impacted the most people's lives, you know. Right. And what's the number one thing that they say? That money wasn't what they were going after. It may have been the initial motivator, but what, what, what is it that becomes the, the, the motivational factor? It's what can I give? that brings so much value to the world that not a, not a, like there is no amount of money that 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 would be worth it and so exactly. it's give, give 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 right and you will receive like it will it will be like giving value giving so much value making money from that value right is it's like second nature you don't even have to think about it you don't have to go after it you don't have to be pressing you don't have to push and, and be so money hungry and, and driven and things like that and finding now there are some successful people that are very money driven and that's all that motivates them but every other facet of their life they're unhappy they're yeah. lonely their family has left them who knows how many divorces i don't want that i want a brilliant lifestyle i want to be able to spend time with my kids my wife i want to be able to do things that i want to do whenever i want to do them without having to worry about can i afford this or can i afford that i think that's the american dream right yeah uh, absolutely to some extent so i want to ask you you're 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 fairly young but I, I especially in today's modern society with, with with the internet enabling us to do things that we weren't able to do 10 15 years ago i mean i know kids that are 19 making 30 40 50 grand a month from e-commerce we're talking profit you know i yeah it's crazy i, I, I know some multimillionaires that are younger than me and you know, it, it is phenomenal. So I wanted to ask you, what what do you think? What was it that? Because because this this podcast is about 
habits, which is also attributed to mindset, and which is also attributed to um, reprogramming the way that you think about things. Yeah. What, what, what was it outside of the tragic loss that you experienced? What was it that really propelled you and motivated you to to pursue the dreams that you're pursuing now? What was it that just like got you excited? Not necessarily excited, but like kept you that wanted to, that I gave you that initial boost. And then what was it that kept you going? Because being an entrepreneur, working for yourself, going after your dreams, it's not all it's not always fun. There's a lot of days where you you have self-doubt. There's a lot of days where you're completely like in a negative state of mind. Why am I doing this? Whatever. What 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 is it that keeps you going? What was it that it, that that propelled you forward outside of the tra- the tragic loss that you experienced? So really, it, it all stems back to that tragic loss, and it was it was a lot of the friends that I hung out with. I seen when I started traveling, I I started coming up with the ideas. I was like, I want to travel, I want to pursue my dreams, I want to just travel the world. And my friends would always kind of be like, Nah, like you know, like okay, but and one day. They, they they like called bullshit on me, you know? They were like, you ain't gonna do it. So I went on kayak.com and I bought a one-way plane ticket to Salt Lake City, you know? And then after that is when I went to my mom, but it was, it was people telling me that I couldn't do something and I wanted to prove them wrong. And also seeing my dad, like, I'm from a small town, so I always, I seen him born, raised and die in a small town. I was like, nah, I gotta get out, you know? I gotta go chase a passion and I, I set my goals so big and when I went to college my teachers were very famous photographers Gregory Heiser shot over 70 time magazines so I seen what I could accomplish with this industry and I shot for the moon you know I I I didn't say oh I just want to have a studio I said I'm gonna make it to Hollywood and shoot you know Hollywood stuff and then I got here and realized that wasn't what I wanted to do and so it was always just chasing my full potential and trying to find what that was and is still every day. And what 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 keeps you what keeps you motivated on a day-to-day basis? Motivating what others. You out of bed every single day. Motivating others and and using my 24 hours to the greatest advantage of mine, you know. I wake up every morning and I really am inspired to motivate other people. And I do my daily morning motivations on my Instagram stories. So I wake up and smash those out as fast as I can. And, and I really, I'm just pursuing something and I, I don't necessarily know what it is, but I know it's gonna guide me to a life of happiness. And that's really what gets me out of bed every day. And I'm competitive. I like to, I see what every other photographer is doing or videographer and I wanna outwork them. Do you think now, do you label yourself? This is a psychological question because mm-hmm. I do these a lot, so forgive me. But do you believe that as a videographer? But I'm. This is what you call yourself. Do you, do you label yourself content creator? Okay, good. That's what I was going to say because I feel like you are a content creator. Mm-hmm. You know, like a like a Casey Neistat. You know, I mean, look at that guy. Yeah, absolutely. Wanted to do film used YouTube as his platform and now he's got like 11, 12 million subscribers, so many different endorsements, millions of dollars later. And he still gives back, you know, and, and, and gosh, you know, when people talk to me about what they're wanting to do and things like that, like I just had this guy uh, that, that set up a, a strategy session with me, worked with all kinds of businesses and entrepreneurs.
and he wanted to put together he wanted to put together a book and a mastermind and this and that he wanted to help teach people how to succeed in business through social media things like that and i'm asking him these questions he's got no experience in social media marketing or management has no experience in marketing whatsoever has never done it it's just been reading for the last few months mm-hmm. has no business experience his background is pharma- pharmaceutical so he was a, he was a pharmacist for many many years and it's these types of situations and, and, and people that really frustrate me because when it comes to entrepreneurship in the digital age whether you want to be a content creator a digital marketer influencer whatever i don't care what it is yeah i think that it's not a legitimate or real business they think that oh i can just do this real quick and make money mm-hmm. yeah that's definitely not it facet when in reality you know this it takes so many years of hard work and grind mastering craft learning skills associating with people that are better than you Mm -hmm. it just it really frustrated me so i appreciate when i communicate with people like you who truly and the fact that you are so young Mm -hmm. that truly understand what it takes to become successful what it what it is to leave this world a little bit better than you left Absolutely. And I watch a lot of these big motivational speakers, Grant Cardone, a lot of Gary Vee, you know, and I respect a lot what they're saying, but I also see that they're like, oh, you should be making a lot of money in one to two years. And I'm, I think to myself, like, no, like, like it take you can't expect to make a real profit for a while, you know? If well, you're yeah, that's... investing into a business and learning and, and advancing and you can't expect to make a take home a bunch of money and, you know, like right away. Right. Uh, that's, I think, more Grant Cardone. Mm-hmm. Gary tends to talk about working for somebody for free for a while. Yeah, learning yeah, from yeah that's what I love. Yeah, definitely. That's what I love him. The dude is a grinder. He hustles. He's not fancy. I mean, yeah, he lives now in a very nice home, whatever, and mm-hmm. he, and he like, private or whatever. But he only, like, here's the thing. He flies private so that he can get from place to place quickly. He yeah, wants exactly. to get the amount of hours that he has in, in his day. And I think Grant Cardone did the same thing. I mean, he just bought a, I mean, he's had a private jet, but he just bought a, uh, I can't remember. It's really, really fast. I can't remember the, the speed or whatever, but, and he was talking about how I've got 24 hours in a day. I work 18 hours of those days. And I need to maximize every one of those hours. So if I need to go from California to London, I can be there in 14 hours. Yeah, exactly. And do what I need to do and then come back home. And utilize my time on the plane. And he talks about how you shouldn't be buying houses. You should be renting your home and take the, the money that you were going to use as a down payment and invest it and start building a portfolio. And so like you've got people around you. Like that's what's so crazy. Like we're in a world now where there's so much information, right? There's too much information. So it can be yeah. overwhelming. And you don't and, know what to believe or what not to believe. Believe, right? So if you can, if if you have somebody that can mentor you and who to watch, who to listen to, then you have an unlimited amount of resources for free. I mean, you can just learn a craft skill from watching YouTube videos. Oh, absolutely! You know, I tell people, anybody who hits me up about college, I I say, if you're not going to be a doctor or a lawyer or anything like that, where you need college, go to YouTube. YouTube's free college. <laughs> Oh yeah. Be resourceful. Go work for something. Yeah. Like Gary Vee says, go anybody that hits me up, I say, who's your biggest inspiration? Cool. Contact him and offer, can I run coffee for you? Can I, you yeah. know, 
Let me come sweep your floors. Don't expect to get paid right away, you know? Yep. You have to go in and build that personal relationship first. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you how you built. So like with me, I, I, uh, I, I've been kind of behind the lens for many years. I've been doing this digital marketing thing now for about 17 years. I've had my company for about six mm-hmm. uh, and a consultant prior to that for, for many years prior. And um, it wasn't until just a few months ago that I actually started to divulge the lessons and information that I've attained over the last 17 years. Mm-hmm. And, and, a, and a really great format for me has been reaching out to people that I find interesting, people that I follow, like an Ed Milet, like a Patrick and David, Gary Vee, whatever. Um, and, and I reach out to them and I ask them, hey, I'd love to have you on the podcast. Great. And, you know, I've been getting a very high return rate, to be quite honest yeah. with you. I just manually will go in there and hit them up. Yeah, Every message is unique. Every message is unique. Sometimes it's a voice. Sometimes it's text, mm-hmm. but I want to ask you, how have you been communicating uh, with with the people that you have been getting on your show? How are you? So really you- big shout out to Joe Ingram. I don't know if you know him. He's like, he owns a car consulting company where he goes in and helps a company gain sales again. And, and he's very well known for that. And he gave me the idea of, so I was sending my emails every day. I feel that familiar to me I'll, I'll have to send you his his uh instagram and and everything he's he knows a lot of people definitely and he gave me the idea i showed him my email he's very good at communication so he kind of reworded it for me which was very helpful and i i keep it short very simple to kind of hook him and then I put a video link on my YouTube that's unlisted. It's me standing in front of the camera, explaining my show as fast as I can in 60 seconds and inviting them on my show, why they should be a part of the show. And it's unlisted. So if I send out a hundred emails, I can view the open rates based on how many views I have on the YouTube channel. And I can kind of test different emails and see which ones have higher open rates and really it's providing value. I think if you if you have them on your show to help others, not necessarily help yourself, it's that's that's a no go, you know. What uh, what are what is the tool that you just sending out emails from like a Gmail account or are you using like an autoresponder service? No, I just I do them all myself, copy and paste. I have a whole script that I you know, I open my email, I create a bunch of drafts all the subjects and I go on Instagram and find blue check marks and celebrities that I find interesting and and to a value of my show and I I email and if I send 150 a day I'm bound to get one back or or 10 back and one to agree to come on the show and that one will make all the difference and and as soon as now I have six really reputable people so number seven is a little bit easier. Number eight will be a little bit easier, you know? Oh, absolutely. Have you ever heard of a software tool called Combin? C-O-M-B-I-N? Combin, no, I'll have to write that down. Yeah, check it out. It's, uh, so it's free to use, um, but then if you wanna, you wanna amass a lot more like DMs and, and, and it's, it's kind of like an autom- uh, uh, automation tool that also enables you to kind of see the landscape of Instagram. Oh, nice. Uh, so 
instead of doing things manually one by one, you can kind of see like search terms or hashtags, um, you know, people that are that, that follow a certain um, criteria. You can go through and kind of see like a like like kind of like an aerial view of everything, and then communicate with them directly through the software. Um, so it's free to use. Up to, and there's like a limit for the free, and then it's like ten bucks a month to do like almost unlimited. Nice. So you just definitely give it a shot. I've used it before. My team uses it for some of our clients. We have a lot of tools, but this is one of my favorites because it doesn't go against the algorithm. You're not spamming. It it really is a tool that enables you to see things from a bigger picture. Um, and, and be able to dive deep so you, you kind of have like this broad array um, of a view versus kind of honed in and uh, on the phone and things like that. So you should definitely take a look at it. I think it will help you and benefit you tr tremendously um, as you're doing what you're doing. It's just something that I've used, that my team has used, and it's been very helpful. Absolutely. I wrote that down. I'll definitely take a peek into that. Also, Anchor, you know, I've, I've been kind of putting off trimming these episodes and putting them into a podcast form, but I just got to do it. And this anchor yeah, app so, seems like a, a reliable way to just yes, put them out. I, there. I started my podcast, I think in May, June, July, like July of last year. And I didn't really do anything until about November, really. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and I, I went to a 40s, uh, which is this, conference not really a conference it's you go you meet with VaynerMedia you meet with uh, 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 Gary Vaynerchuk and his team mm -hmm. and he mentioned well, podcast was one of the, the topics and he mentioned this application this was like a year two years ago mm -hmm. and um, it's so simple I mean you take your audio that you extracted from Zoom and you can do this on a desktop or on the mobile phone you drag it and drop it onto the anchor platform you import it you, it, it has a tremendous amount of um, uncopyrighted background music, intro music, uh, outro music. You can blend everything in. You can edit the file directly on there. And then once you create your profile, it will automatically submit it to the top eight, nine, or ten uh, podcast channels all for free. Because traditionally, you have to get a hosting platform like Libsyn or something like that. And everything is kind of manual. Then you have to push it out then you have to create the accounts and submissions for Apple for Spotify for Stitcher for SoundCloud it becomes really tedious and it all costs money I mean yeah it's 15 20 bucks a month but versus free that is so simple and you're producing all that and it'll allow you to monetize it if you wanted to as yeah. well so you know through advertisements and things like that mm -hmm. um, I just think it's going to be incredibly beneficial to you because it's going to save you a tremendous amount of time you don't have to you know fiddle around with anything and you're just it's easy going you're done yeah absolutely i'm excited to to dive into that i think i'm going to challenge myself and put out the first couple today because awesome, it's man. easy i already have them all filmed and all i have to do is pull the audios off the video oh yeah and drop it yeah when you record episode. when you record a zoom um, are you recording your videos on Zoom, or are you just doing like traditional video? So I have my whole, I have my whole lighting set up. I have a full set. I have my Canon 5D Mark III, my oh, mic, okay, my over home boom mic. Video. Yeah, yeah. But you know how to extract. I was just saying when you record like a Zoom video and you save it on your desktop or your hard drive, oh, it yeah. gives you it gives you the automatic audio format or the audio file, which I think is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, 
Sweet, man. Well, uh, I, you know, I, I don't want to take too much more of your time, but I did want to ask a couple of closings here. Um, something that I typically like to do at the end of our podcast. What, number one, if you read books, what is your favorite book? If you don't read books, what is your favorite quote? Um, I really started digging into David Meltzer's book, Connected to Goodness. That is amazing. And my favorite quote would probably be Helen Keller from Helen Keller and Helen Keller was once asked what could be worse than being born blind and she replied to be born with sight but no vision oh wow I remember one of my one of my favorite quotes right there so I think you always have to have our vision and a pursuit of a passion my goodness um last question for you sir is who do you think in your life and this could be personal, professional. Who was the most inspirational figure to you? Um, most inspirational figure to me. I would probably have to say my mom, because she has been supporting me all throughout these years. And in the downtime, she's just told me to keep keep pushing, you know? So I'd probably have to say my mom. And if not, one of my one of my college teachers because they really pushed me to see the bigger picture. That's awesome. Yeah, if, absolutely. If, if you can give one piece of advice to someone who is listening in right now that is struggling, that is trying to overcome, whether it be loss, financial struggle, anything, what would it be? I think the fact that life short and anything that you're going through right now won't matter in 300 years so you shouldn't stress over it yourself you know if you're going through financial troubles this too shall pass if you're going through a heartbreak this too shall pass everything's temporary nothing's permanent even life itself so you stop stressing over things isn't that the truth you're very wise for being so young my friend i truly appreciate you taking the time to do this yeah, absolutely. A little question for you. What made you what made you kind of reach out? What made you reach out to me? So when I look for people that I want to talk to, mm-hmm. um, I don't care if they have a million followers. I don't care if they have or if they're, you know, multi-million dollar company organization. I look for stories. And absolutely. I like stories. I really love underdog stories, number one. Number two, I I love authenticity. Um, Mm -hmm. I went through a lot of your videos on your profile. I checked out your personal profile. Um, And and, and so I like like following and associating with people that are driven, that are heading somewhere, that are fully transparent, that have a powerful story, that are wanting to do something with this world, with this life that they were granted. And um, I, you know, I've, I've, I've dealt with a lot of phony, fake, you know, people that have that that presented themselves to be somebody that they're not. I really don't like that. I understand it's an insecurity. I understand maybe they're trying to do something better with their life, and I get that. However, mm-hmm. um, I surround myself with truly authentic people that want want to do something great with their life. And uh, for me, you know, you kind of you, you kind of checked off all of those marks, and so. 
I, I, I was like, you know what? Let me see what this kid's about. You know, I was actually going to uh, follow up with you with a message before you sent me a message about hopping yeah. on the podcast, but you kind of beat me to it. So Oh, nice. Yeah, cool. everybody that follows me, I really try to create personal connection. And I see voices coming up. So I'm like, hey, everybody that follows me, I'm going to send them a personalized voice message. I love it. When you I did that, it. I was like, I was right about this kid. Yeah, and I, I, I make sure to say their first name. You know, when you say somebody's name, it's like, wow, they actually took the time to, you know, do right. that. It's not, it's not some software that is just adding random people and exactly doing whatever. Is there anything else? If, if at any point you have any questions, you yeah, know, absolutely. I'm not probably just two more for, for you. Um, oh, probably just two more for you. How can I be of value to you? Well, um, that's a good question. Well, if you ever think of anything, be sure to shoot me a message. You got my contact information. And also, I'm into building relationships. So, you know, as this, as my podcast journey comes on, somebody and maybe I need to get a hold of that I can't get a hold of that maybe you know, that yeah. kind of oh, thing. Likewise. And I'd be more, if you ever have any questions about marketing, digital, anything like that, you know, I'm not the very best, but I've been doing it for 17 years. I built a very successful company doing it. And, uh, you know, I believe that we do it the right way. So what was your last awesome. question? That's amazing. I, I would recommend definitely reaching out to David Meltzer. I know he would definitely love to be on your show and he would give you the time. And also, I'd love to have you on Behind the Grams. We do Skype sessions. And if you have some time in the near future, let's jump on a Skype session. Love to do it, man. I'm down. You just let me know. Cool, cool. Sounds good, Mo. I really appreciate your time, and I hope you have a beautiful day. You too, brother. Enjoy the weekend. You also, buddy.